0: or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode
1: in Her Space. Even though the grieving looks different for everyone. Yeah. And so I know with my dad, it took me so, I feel like it took seven years, honestly, because it just, I remember being so angry. I was so bitter and so angry with God. I was like, how could you let this happen? You know, I had been through so much. And the fact that the way that it happened was such a mindfuck because it was literally on a family vacation. They're taking me off to go.
0: Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're We're your hosts, hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist,
1: and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends, and create a safe space where Black women can just be. So a few years after I started blogging, I stumbled upon this article online, and I learned that this beautiful Black blogger, who was only 22 years old, I learned that she lost her life to suicide. Her name was Karen Washington, and she was the founder of Four Brown Girls and the popular dark girls red lip campaign. Now, when I heard about Karen's death, I was so hurt. I was confused. I was sad. And even though I didn't know her, I wish that me or someone in her community, someone in her corner could have saved her. And I think many of us feel this way when we learn about someone committing suicide, we kind of go back and we think, damn, I wish I could have been that person that could have been there for them to help them. And I began to just think a lot about, you know, what did she want to be remembered for? Like, how will her community think about her and what will they do now that she's gone? I often think about that for public figures like Dom and myself, right? We're now these public figures now that we have this podcast and this ever growing platform. And I believe that it's important to have a conversation about death and legacy. It's not the most comfortable thing to do, right? I get it. But I think that when a loved one or you know, one of our favorite people or a celebrity passes away, what's the first thing we do? We go look for pictures of them. We try to revisit the memories that we had. And it's an important conversation that I think we do need to have. And I would love to know just how do you feel about this topic in general? Because I think you probably have feelings that will resonate with a lot of people.
0: I think that talking about death is hard because we've been socialized to focus on Living. And so when we think about this blogger who took her own life, who committed suicide, I think sometimes we think about suicide and we talk about suicide in a different way than we talk about death in general. So there's one piece of me that wants to, wants to make clear that, you know, if you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, that there are resources out there and we will provide those resources on our website. That you are not alone, that there are people you can talk to to get help. Then we shift and we think about death of a loved one or even someone a celebrity, or like you mentioned, like anyone out there that we feel a connection to that maybe their death was unexpected. So maybe the person was really young. Or maybe we didn't know that this person had an illness, or maybe it was some other type of tragedy. So basically, their death was unexpected. And then we have the death of someone we know who has lived a long life. So grandparents, great grandparents, parents, people who have lived what we would call a full life. And how we think about death for in each of those scenarios is totally different. As we're talking about this topic today, I think my feelings that come up or the thoughts that come up for me Will vary depending on the circumstances surrounding that person's death. And I can imagine that, lady, the same thing may be happening for you.
1: That makes sense. And I do want to note this is a heavy topic, right? But guess what? Whether we want to or not, we have to face it. We have to face it with our loved ones, our friends, everyone we know, including myself, right? It's going to happen. So why not embrace the conversation and try to have a bit more control over the uncontrollable? And I'll talk about how I've kind of done that in my life and know that Dom and I got you, right? If you listen to any of our other episodes, whenever we're diving into a tough topic, we try to add a positive spin. We do end on a positive note and you'll probably hear some laughing throughout this episode. So we want you to know like this is not going to be a sad, depressing, you know, episode. Things may come up for all of us, but just know that you are here with us, right? We got you. And you really want to stay until the end because we have a huge, surprise that we're really excited to talk about. We have a big giveaway, okay? So you don't be trying to fast forward. You got to stay into the end and listen to the conversation, okay? Our quote of the day, living in the
0: moment means letting go of the past and not waiting for the future. It means living your life consciously, aware that each moment you breathe is a gift. That comes to us from Oprah Winfrey.
1: Now, Dom, do you remember when you were first, I don't want to say introduced to death, but when you first learned of the concept or when you began to really think about it, if you've ever experienced that?
0: I have experienced the death of quite a few people in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the first time that I can recall being consciously aware of it is when my great grandmother died. I it was right before my 10th birthday. And it's easy for me to remember how old I was because her funeral was actually on my 10th birthday.
2: Mm.
0: Um, but. And for a 10 year old, if you think about 10 year olds, like 10 year olds are like, I want a party. I want people to celebrate me. And I'm here focusing on losing a loved one that was close to so many members of the family. But what I remember is that we had visited her in the hospital. We had drove from New Orleans to Lafayette, where she lived, um, a couple of times to visit her in the hospital. And so I remember being
1: aware that that could be a possibility at ten. You were aware of that, okay? Just because I what knew was happening around, just okay. be,
0: seeing her. Because I we would visit her when I yeah. was, as I was growing up, like we would visit her. So right. I knew that she was getting older and that that would be happening. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we were conscious. I say we as in like the family. I don't think anyone like openly discussed it, but it was, a, it was clear that, okay, she's in the hospital in my few years of being on this earth. I'd never heard mention of my great-grandmother being in the hospital. Something must be wrong. And so I think at that point, there was an awareness, not an acceptance, but an awareness that this, or and not even an acknowledgement of what it
2: really could be, but just an awareness that this thing
1: could happen. Yeah, that makes sense. It's so interesting when you think about death and kids and like how they process. I know for me, I rem- I think the first funeral I went to was a child funeral. It was a childhood friend that I went to church with. And I had to be between the ages of eight and 10. And I remember going to the funeral and I was just so confused because I was just like, okay, well, she's right there. And it was open casket. She was dressed up nicely. And I was like, well, she's right there. I knew she was sick, but I was just confused as to like, well, where does she go? And like, what's happening? And Is that going to happen to me? And there were a lot of questions around it. And I feel like that may have been, I don't know, maybe I'm making this up because, you know, sometimes our memory is not reliable. But when I think about death, that's one of the first memories I've had. And I I feel like that may have brought up so many questions. And that's why I had this weird sort of fascination with it. But it's because I've lost a lot of family members over time. But I think my dad's death when I was 17, that was one that just impacted me in a different way. I had never lost someone that I lived with. And for me, that just like fucked me up because it was like, all your stuff is still here. Like I, you know, we're coming home and it's like, you know, I'm smelling your cologne. And I just, it's like, what? it's just really wild to Mm -hmm. think about. And the way that it happened, I think I talked about it on a previous episode, like, you know, we were going on like a family vacation. It was totally unexpected. My dad was also the, the, you know, sole provider of the family. And so, It happened in front of my siblings and it was just very, it was just very crazy to even think about. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like what happened, you know? And I remember after he passed away, I was of course very sad, very angry, very bitter, but I wished I had more videos and pictures. It broke my heart that I didn't have this connection with him that I would never get in that way. And so after he passed away, I bought a camera, I bought a digital camera from Walmart, and it was actually a month before I went away to college. so I bought this camera and girl, I became the paparazzi to all family and friends, like I started documenting every, <laughs> okay, even to the day, my siblings are teenagers now, but I have videos of them when they were toddlers, and they were they can watch these videos and look back on themselves but I started documenting every family event, every function. My family and friends would be like, if you don't get that goddamn camera out my face, (laughs) paparazzi Terry. But I was like, I don't care. I'm documenting. And guess what? I have so many memories and moments with so many family members that have passed away. And during holiday season, our like tradition is to look at those videos, look at the pictures. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you've all been listening, my grandmother passed away this. It sounds so crazy even saying that it's still so fresh, but in uh, July of this year, and I have so many pictures and videos of her and it just makes my heart so happy to be able to have that and share that. And I have family members that have reached out and they're like, can you send me videos of my my mom? And because I have videos of everyone. So Mm -hmm. it's like, they're asking me to, you know, make these videos and send it to them. And it's very comforting. Like, it's been super comforting to have that there and to be able to sort of offer that gift to them, right? And so when I think about death now, I have a lot of questions. Like, I wish we had answers for this stuff, right? I'm so curious. I'm just like, what happens? Like, where do we go? I want to know all that. And there are, you know, you have different beliefs that you've grown up with or that we've been taught, but do we really have proof that any of it's true? You know what I mean?
0: And I think that's what makes it so scary, right? Because if I were to tell you I have a fear of snakes. I'm gonna just pick something mm-hmm. arbitrary, right? Mm-hmm. If I were to tell you that I have a fear of snakes, you could say, "Well, Dom, what is your fear of snakes? Let's dive into this. Let's look at it. Well, if my if your fear is that the snake is going to bite you, well, what's proof? What's your proof that that's going to happen? How many people do you know?" Here are the statistics like these are things that we can explain, right? If I were to say I have a fear of traveling across the Atlantic. Well, you can say, well, Dom, I've been across the Atlantic. Here's what that experience may look like for you. Like there is proof. There are stories. There is evidence and Even the most religious people still need evidence for things, right? Mm -hmm. And death is that thing that we don't have any proof, any evidence to show us what happens on the other side. Mm
1: -hmm. I think you're right. And that is very scary. And I don't know. I I think about, you know, over the course of my college career up until now, there were a lot of debt, like student deaths. Right. And some were murders, which is like really devastating. And I think you made a good point. And, you know, who the person is, their age, also how it happened, that all impacts our grieving process. And so I would just want to say, you know, lady, as you listen if you've lost someone, I think we always need to just give ourselves space and time to grieve and know that grieving looks different for everyone. And so I know with my dad, it took me so, I feel like it took seven years, honestly, because it just, I remember being so angry. I was so bitter and so angry with God. I was like, how could you let this happen? You know, I had been through so much. And the fact that the way that it happened was such a mind fuck because it was literally on a family vacation. They're taking me off to go on a missions trip to go help people. And like in the hotel room, my dad was never sick or anything, but he he apparently he i think my siblings said he like rolled off the bed because he was playing with my brother, hit his head, and then we ended up finding out later there was a blood clot in his leg that rushed up to his heart, so it was very quick, and it happened right there with the with my siblings and mom there and I had ended up leaving the night before. So I had regrets. And there was this this whole thing around it of like, okay, I have to process the fact that you're not here. And there's the guilt that I have because I left my family the night before to go be with my friends. And then I felt like I wasn't a good daughter. So there were so many layers to it. And so I just want to say, give yourself time to grieve. I don't think grieving has a hard stop. I think that we can continue to grieve and thrive, you know, as we live life, right? I'm trying to think of unique ways to honor my grandmother because this is one of the first times I feel like I did death the right way and mm-hmm. that we have videos. I had so many conversations with her about it. So I knew what her wishes were. Mm-hmm. I feel at peace with where we were in our relationship. Um she was also older so she had a chance to she wasn't that old. She was like 70, which I don't think that's old. I don't know if you think it's old. But no. it's all relative. But I feel right. like the older I get, the older the old age gets for me. So yes. I used to think 30 was old. <laughs> I was like, oh is old. And girl, I'm about to be 30. And I'm like, 38 old? 48 old? It's like, you know what I mean? So um yeah, I think she was still relatively young, but she lived a good life. And so It's different, right? It varies depending on all these different factors. And so I think it's really important for us to reframe the way we think about death because it can be a beautiful thing if we let it, but it takes time to get there, right? And again, it all goes back to like the circumstance. And I think that there are so many inspiring stories out there of people that have lost children, people that have lost You know, parents, people that have lost people unexpectedly. There are so many people and, and I want to say testimonies out there of people that are are thriving in the midst of loss and that have come up with beautiful, um, you know, platforms, beautiful campaigns, beautiful businesses from death. And so that I think could be our inspiration when we're looking for something unique to our situation.
0: And when I hear that, I think about this idea, you know, going back to our quote of the day about living in the moment. Sometimes when we say, oh, I'm going to live in the moment, that means that we're not really thinking about responsibility. And that's not what we want to talk about. Like, that's not how we want to focus it. Living in the moment doesn't mean that you're not being responsible. Living in the moment really means that you are Fully present and engaged in what is happening for you right in the here and now. It means that, so as, as your lady, as you're listening to this podcast, I know that oftentimes we have a tendency to want to multitask, that we have lots of things that might be happening for us. And so we may be listening to this podcast, but we're also Working, or we're doing chores, or we're drive like we're we're driving, or we're doing other things. Right? Living in the moment, living in the here and now, means that you're not just letting what you're hearing in this podcast episode breeze by you. That you are really sitting with it, and you're processing it. And as we're talking, you're you're reflecting on. Yeah. What were those times when I've lost a loved one? How did I respond? What was my grieving process like? Let me hear what's being said in this moment. Let me not think about this drive if I'm driving, because I know that's when I tend to listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. is when I'm driving, right? Let me not think about what I need to be doing when I get to my destination. Let me really focus and take in what's being said to me right now.
1: I would agree with that. I think living in the moment, that's something I feel like I learned from my dad's death because I had to, girl, I had to sit with that for a long time. That was one that was a very challenging moment in life. And so I thought about what I learned from it. Living in the moment is one of those is one of those lessons I learned. It's like life is precious we don't know when our time is so i think that there, death can, can be beautiful it can be a beautiful lesson for us like treat people kindly and don't hold grudges i learned that too i was like why hold a grudge when i don't i would i would be devastated to lose someone on bad terms right And i felt like i was a bad i wasn't a bad daughter but you know as a teenager That's you do. survivors guilt yeah survivors <laughs> guilt for sure and it's like oh i should have done this but i thought about how i can live more fully by just treating people Better and 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 not holding grudges, like I said, because it's like if you look, if you're at the end of your life, let's say you're on your deathbed and you have this grudge, is it really that big of a deal at that point? It's like probably not, right? And so I try to live that way. I also think a lot about legacy, like how do I want to be remembered? In my ideal world, I'm going to die as an old lady. I'm gonna be 150 years old. No, I'm just joking. I'm gonna be an old lady though, with a full. I would have lived a full life. Now die empty and it'll be peaceful in my sleep, so I won't feel no pain. That was, that's my goal. <laughs> but you know, life is unpredictable. That's not how death works. That's not how it works. And I fly a lot, and my fear is like being in a plane crash, girl. And that is like very devastating to me. But I go back to one thing you said on one of our episodes, and it's like, what can I control? I can't control how it's going to happen. Unfortunately, I can pray like I hey, look out for your girl but like I I don't I don't know I can't control it so what I can control is how I treat people now I can control um having conversations with people about it I talk to my family about it my siblings I'm like I'm super close to them and I know that Ideally, I would leave before them because they're younger than me. But I'm like, if I were to leave, they would be devastated. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create content for them. Like I'm going to send video. I'm going to create videos for them so that I can sort of speak from the grave. As weird as it sounds, this idea of legacy videos is this new tradition that I've tried to start in my family where we create videos for each other and say the things that that you would say in person, right? But also say add some extra motivation and inspiration because girl, I look at all the videos that I have of loved ones that have passed away now and it provides a lot of comfort. So I want to be able to do that for them so that when I do leave, they have something that can comfort them. You know, how often do you update these videos? Mm, that's a good question. So right now I have um, girl, you even got me started. I'm like, so can you see how excited I am? So, <laughs> yes. I know it's so weird, but it's it, it's just, I don't know. It means a lot to me, this topic, but I probably, I try to do it like once a year, but I create a lot of just vlogs in general that are like personal. And so I'm trying to figure out a system of like, there's actually this this platform where I forget what it's called, but you can actually prompt an email to be sent when you pass away. If you want to like send your family like emails from the grave. I know that sounds so crazy, but there is a service for that, which I think is really crazy. I know. Actually,
0: (laughs) yeah, y'all really should see my face as I'm really trying
1: to take,
0: (laughs) I'm trying to process this idea of, Mm -hmm. okay, so I have an email composed (laughs) that in the event of my untimely death, this goes out to my family. I almost feel like that kind of. Like on one hand, I feel like that could be comforting. Right. Mm -hmm. But then there's like because I think it's about comforting the people that we've left behind. Mm -hmm. But then there's another piece of me that's like, well, if we go back to this idea of really living in the moment, Mm -hmm. then that means that I'm engaged in conversation with my friends and family who mean a lot to me. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly in contact and engaging with them to let them know how I feel Mm -hmm. or. Because as I as the words came out of my mouth, I was like, well, shit, Dom, you ain't in constant contact with folks. <laughs> so I, I want to pull back on that <laughs> and, Thank you for your honesty girl. Yeah, and acknowledge <laughs> that I know that I'm not in constant contact with people. But I think when I am in contact with people, making sure that I am fully present and making sure that I am letting them know how I feel about them mm-hmm. in those moments. Mm -hmm. So that there is no no room for questions, no room for people to wonder every conversation. They know that how I feel like I think about when I talk to almost every Sunday, I talk to my grandmother, my godmother, and we end the phone call with. My grandmother telling me that she loves me, I say, I love you back. My aunt says, my aunt, she's also my godmother, mm-hmm. says ditto because she doesn't like saying I love you. <laughs> and I say, yep, or oh, yeah, all right, or mm-hmm. something like that, acknowledging her ditto, right? Every conversation. And if there's a moment when that doesn't happen, like I remember there was one time where I was getting off the phone with them. And they were ending the call, but my grandmother wasn't starting off with the uh, starting to end the call with I love you. I caught it immediately and jumped in and was like, I love y'all because I wanted to be clear that. Yeah, I do. And want to make sure that, you know, that so that we don't have a phone call where that doesn't happen.
1: Mm -hmm. That's spot on. I feel like that's so important for us to do that. Like, don't. You know, don't wait until something hap something bad happens. Oh, let me call these people. Like tell people right now. Like I that's one thing that I think is really important, practicing gratitude, but I'll randomly just Call people and uh, yeah, it might sound mushy, and people are like, "Oh, those don't, don't don't call me with all the mushy." stuff. "Oh well, okay," because I won't be able to do this forever. So I think it's important to have those moments, and those are moments that my grandmother and I we had as well. Our thing was, "I love you," and whoever said "I love you infinity" first, they won. So we would go back and forth. <laughs> and <distance. laughs> That's it's so like, cute. "I love you," "I love you too," "I love you infinity." It's like, "Oh man, you got me," and "I love you infinity." And that was like our thing when we hung up. And so I think it depends on the person too. Some people they might be freaked out by I don't know. I don't know who would be freaked out, but like some people might be freaked out by seeing a video of their loved one after. But I think I just think about all the people that have passed away. And I know that, you know, whenever we see someone pass away, literally I watch, you know, having gone to a funeral just now, everyone goes right to photos and right to video. Right. And so if you were able to purposefully do this for family. I feel like that could be a great asset for them to hold on to for the rest of their lives. I also think that we should shy away from saying things as, as easy as it is to say this. I think we should shy away from, Oh, I'm not going nowhere. Cause I feel like people used to always say that growing up and in a way it's kind of, I mean, especially when you say it to kids, it's really deceiving them because it's not true and we don't have control over that. And I remember when I was growing up, I would always tell my grandparents, like, I hope I, I hope I pass away before you. Cause I don't know if I could live without you guys. You've been so uh, instrumental in my life. And I'm just like, I don't know if I can do this, y'all. And they will always say, you have your whole life ahead of you. Like, we don't want that to happen. We're not going nowhere. And the older they got, I saw them begin to change. And I was like, oh, damn, my grandparents are getting older. They're aging and they aren't going to be here forever. And I miss them dearly, but I am thriving, even though they're not here. And I have these memories and these videos, girl, that that keep it together.
0: And I think that's the thing is that like... They aren't going to be here forever. We aren't going to be here forever. And I really like what you said about not telling people that, not, not selling a dream and being open and honest with the conversation of, okay, I know that I'm not going to be here forever. Here's, here's the legacy that I want to leave. Here's what I want you to do when I die. Mm-hmm. And being comfortable with saying those words when I die or when someone does die, you know, oftentimes we avoid using that word. We say, oh, so and so passed away or they moved on. We have to be comfortable with actually using the language, with actually saying that person died. Because then that makes it real. And by making it real,
1: it allows us to go into the healing process. Absolutely, I think you're so right. Because I think in the moment, sometimes it's like, oh, it helps me in the moment because they say they're going to be here forever. But then when they're not there, some people are. I mean, you might be distraught. I with the losing my grandmother recently. People have some people in the family have lost their minds because they just did not even even fat they couldn't even fathom her being gone. And when you are the matriarch or the patriarch of a family, it's like that can really destroy people. And it happens because we're human and we're so connected to one another. And I know we talked about this concept of a legacy video. I kind of just wanted to touch on my sort of, um, I guess, advice on what I would include in a legacy video Mm -hmm. since I've been creating these for a while. Um, I think a personal message to those that are closest to you, telling them how you feel about them and what they mean to you. And so imagine, you know, just think of someone that passed away that's like your loved one that you love so much. And imagine seeing a video of them saying, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you for this. You know, um, you know, if you miss me when I'm gone, I want you to do this. like pray, learn about connecting with the ancestors. I mean, whatever it is that you might tell them, but tell, give them some words of encouragement and let them know that they can make it without you. I think that's so important. I would also say, you know, of course you should have your will in place. You want to have your living will and all that good stuff in place. But I think even stating your wishes in a video could be very helpful because let me tell you, if you're listening to this and you've ever had to plan a funeral, you know that so much drama and chaos erupts when someone passes away. And of course, people have will, they have money, they might want to leave, leave folks. But in my videos, I plan on letting people know this is what I want. I will personally like to be cremated. That's just my thing. I want to be cremated. Um... And I'm going to put down all the other things in a video as well, because I feel like a video speaks volumes, even though it's not as official as a will. It'll speak volumes emotionally to family members. Did you want to add something there? I saw your face like, girl, yes, that drama. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, um, you know, offer comforting words that they might experience during a difficult time. Reminisce on fond memories and share your wishes for their life. I think especially for elders and parents and older siblings And my legacy video to my siblings, I want to share with them the greatness that I see in them. And, you know, I want you to be happy. I want you to you know go after your dreams and be fearless. I think it's important to talk about that as well in the video. And I know it might seem a little odd, but I do have a blog post about this. If you're wondering, like, what does this look like? I don't even know where to get started. But I do just encourage you to be open minded and consider it. And I will add the link in the show notes as well.
0: Okay, so this makes sense then why you would want to update this like every year or so, because people hopefully if people are thriving, things change in time. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're telling them about reminiscing on certain things, so in the course of a year, all kinds of stuff could happen. New memories could be created that you want to reflect upon as you're saying this, as you were talking about this. Creating these videos also, to me, seems like a cool way to reflect on the year, right? It gives you a cool, this is like a real fun way to reflect and think about what you want for the year coming or for the next year's years coming. So even if this isn't about because I know some people might still be struggling with the idea of like, oh, this is a legacy video. This is about death. An easy way to reframe it to maybe get people to maybe get your family or your friends to like buy into doing this with you is to think about this as our year in review. And so even so if you make this like a year in review, like a like your end of year activity, It's a way to easily create it and not necessarily have to think about death if that's not where you're ready to
1: go yet. That is a great, that's a great advice right there. I think that's a really good point because some people, they're just not going to be open to it. Man, but those that do take this and they're open to it, you are, it's going to be, it can be a magical experience. And I want to show you this little clip. Okay. Just to like bring this all full circle. So okay. I this is it, are you comfortable with that? Yeah, go it's for it. It's me and my grandmother. Okay, go for it's it. It's only a couple minutes. Today is March 15th. Friday, I'm hanging with my grandmother. and She's talking about her talk show.
2: We sometimes look at things that we had wanted from when we were young. Okay, mm. like a dream we might mm-hmm. have had when we were young. Mm-hmm. And as time goes on, you know, we don't really see us right then doing that but it's mm-hmm. still a dream in the back of oh, our for head sure. all yeah. right so that was always a dream but when i was in the field that i was in i said i'm doing this well why not Well, don't don't do me instead of somebody else mm-hmm. okay so that's what i started doing however I thank God that he let me get that far where I was yes. able to do the talk show without money. Exactly. Okay. I thank him for that because there people, a lot of people that could have done that with mm-hmm. no money. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you
1: were on Wilco, right? I was on Willco, yeah, on Wilco, Wilco, Wilco Cable.
2: And I just thank God that it wasn't years. Yes. It was just months. But I never had any idea that I would be able to do that mm-hmm. for real. I knew yeah. it was a dream of mine. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't go to school for it. I didn't I, I didn't go to college for it. I went to, I got my GED wow. and I went to um community for like a year and a half, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So I didn't graduate from college or any of that. But what it was is that it was something inside of me, job inside of me. Mm-hmm. That was my predestination. Yes, right. And that's probably it's gonna be where I'll be going back to no doubt. Because that's what God let me and that's where it was from the time I was a kid. So that's obvious where I'm supposed to be. Exactly. That's how I see that.
1: Um I know. Like, it is it's scary to see that your health isn't that your health is doing the best right now. You see your health deteriorating. Yes. And it's hard to watch that. And I think I for me, one thing that I want to make sure that you do, because we don't know what our time is, I want you to make sure that you don't leave this earth regretting because you did, you did a lot. You did so much that I think you need to give yourself credit for. And at least, you know, if you're in this space and your health isn't doing well, start getting into a space where you are. At peace, like you did so much. You helped your husband with his dreams and goals, his businesses. You know, you helped home with people and let them live in your house and got them on their feet. You, you had so much um like indirect success in addition to your own success. And I think it's important to realize that and just sit with that in yourself. Like, I'm the bomb. I did this. You know, that's important. And not always like, oh, I should have did this. Oh, I could have mm-hmm. did it. What about the things that you did do? You know,
2: right. That's the truth right there. You yeah. always talk about what you should have did. Mm-hmm
1: what about what you, what did you do? Did do? all mm-hmm. your grandkids and great grandkids
0: and children that you didn't help you didn't help I and had them me. I love it I love how <laughs> she was so like matter of fact like mm-hmm. and she looked dead at that camera yep. and said this is where this I'm is supposed to be. be yes <gasps>
1: <laughs> I love it, but girl, like that right there, I miss her so much, and that has given me so much peace. Because I was like, I had every conversation I wanted to have with her, as uncomfortable as it was to think about death and talk about it with her, I did, and now I can like show my babies that you know when I have kids, and like mm-hmm. it's just it, it really provides a lot of peace. Although it doesn't take away the loss, right? right. And I still cry, I still miss her, I'm still like, my mom, why you leave me? But I have stuff like that that just, girl, right. when I tell you the peace that it provides, that I don't. I wish I would have had that for my dad, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think, Dom? I think
0: it's motivating to actually, like, capture those moments. Because, like, those types of conversations, like, I have those types of conversations, mm-hmm. those real conversations with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. We just don't capture it on video. Yeah. It's like, so for me, it's, it's etched in my memory. Mm-hmm. Like, I can think back to conversations I had with her like in high school, in undergrad, just seeking her wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so I could see how the importance of capturing
1: that video, capturing those conversations on video could provide comfort. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And it's funny because I feel the same with my dad. I remember moments that we had together and I'm just like, if I could just, if I would have just turned off the camera, I didn't think to do it then. Mm -hmm. Um, But even I've done like video chats on Google Hangouts. So if you're not, if you don't live in the same place with someone, you can hop on a Google Hangout, record that bad boy. It'll just be in your archive on YouTube privately and that can be your reference if you aren't able to get face-to-face and so I hope you, you know, lady, I know this was like a very non-traditional topic. I hope we were able to sort of bring this full circle and present a unique perspective on death and legacy. And I think it's time for our surprise. I know. Sorry.
0: T, <laughs> we know you could be a little extra. But, <laughs> but, but. <laughs> That extraness, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Like, and this, and it ties into this episode so
1: beautifully. So, all right. So tell us what it is. Okay. So, um, and we got to talk about our conversation around this too, because it was pretty funny. So basically my, um I told you about my grandmother. She has been such an amazing matriarch woman. I mean, she has helped so many people in her life and in honor of her, I would love to Give away my wedding dress. It's still in very good shape and we'll put details about the dress in on our website. But I want to give away my wedding dress to a bride in need in honor of my grandmother because she was so altruistic. She helped so many people and she helped me with my wedding And so I want to be able to give that to someone else. And so we're going to give you details on how to enter this contest. So you have to visit herspacepodcast.com and you'll see a link there where you can get more details about the wedding dress giveaway. So be sure to share this episode with all of your friends, your entire network, because if there's a bride out there in need, we want her to be able to have a chance to win this wedding dress.
0: Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider.
1: If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpace Podcast, or check out our website at herspacepodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I will not judge myself for where I'm starting. I'm making progress every day.
0: Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week, ladies.